You are listening to Episode 9 of Scaling Up. Welcome to Scaling Up with personal brand and freedom stylist, Elizabeth Hartke. Each week, Elizabeth brings you the tools you need to create a life of true freedom and fulfillment by scaling and monetizing your personal brand. Get clarity, become a leader in your field, and make an impact that pays. Grab your favorite healthy smoothie or beer, and let's get to the show. A lot of times when we first start marketing our brand, our business, our products, services, whatever it is that we're putting out there into the world, we think that casting a wide net is what we need to do to be successful. We need to hit as many people as we can, as quickly as we can. And I know because that's what I was striving to do when I started. I wanted everybody to like me. But in trying to reach everyone, I was connecting with no one. So today we are talking about the power of repel marketing, which I like to call buck marketing, and why it works to help you find the right people that will actually convert in your business, and they will become your people. Spending time marketing to and attracting the wrong people wastes your time, it wastes your resources, it wastes your money, and most importantly, it totally sucks your energy. But when you can pinpoint that ideal customer or client, you're stepping into a new level of scaling up possibilities in your business and in your income. Today's episode is sponsored by my seven-day ditch-your-day-job planner. Over the last seven years, I've researched, I've worked alongside some of the best leaders in different industries and learned all about what it takes to create a life of freedom and fulfillment. And I've compiled the knowledge, the experience, the tools, and the how-tos into a seven-day course that is specifically designed for the go-getter who is ready to lay that groundwork for breaking out of their nine-to-five-day job and bringing their idea, their passion, their purpose, or their business to life. Whether you haven't even gotten anything off the ground yet or you want to go next level in what you've already created, you will spend seven days with me building out your plan to be able to ultimately ditch your day job. This is the blueprint. I have been there. I was stuck in that cubicle life. I had this aching that I knew I was made for something more and was being called to take some major, major leaps in my life. My only regret was not starting sooner. So I wish so desperately that I had something like this to speed up my process from day one. And I am doing something extra special for my listeners too. You are going to get early VIP access to my seven-day Ditch Your Day Job Planner, and that means you get it at my limited time VIP pricing too. So you're going to get over 50% off just because you're my people, and I totally want to see you live your dreams. Now on to the show. When I was first trying to get my business out of the starting gate seven years ago, I was still working full-time and I was kind of starting this side hustle gig and my goal at the time was to cast as wide a net as possible because in my naive and new-to-business mind, I thought that everybody was my potential customer. So my marketing was generic, I was generic, my brand was not me, it was super generic because I thought if I got too specific... Or if I was too much of me or saying too much of whom I really wanted to work with, I would be pushing away other potential clients. And that meant reducing opportunities for making more money. And when you're first trying to get a business off the ground, 
you have to focus a little bit on making more money. It has to become viable. So I wanted everybody. And I didn't realize that it was totally slowing me down and I wasn't valuing at all my time or my money or my energy. And what ended up happening was I would put, I used Facebook a lot to advertise. At the time, I wasn't even on Instagram. And I was hardly using email marketing. So most of what was happening was either through my website or on Facebook. And everything that I would put out there was super basic. Like instead of a picture of me expressing something about what I had to offer or who I was or who I was looking to help and what problems I solved, I would use a stock image and I would keep my wording really, really basic. Because when I worked in corporate, I was a copywriter and I was working in marketing. So I was very familiar with the principles of, you know, really trying to hit your ideal client. But when I went into business for myself, it was like this fear started dictating what I did and didn't do when it came to marketing because I thought in order for me to really get this thing off the ground, I had to get as many people as possible. And I was focused way more on quantity over quality. And it was killing me. It was exhausting. And everything that I'd put out there on social media or when I was talking to people would be this really kind of well-rounded, soften the edges, try and say things that would appease everybody kind of speak. I was trying to be politically correct all the time. I wasn't trying to infuse too much of me into my brand because I thought it was all about the products. And as a result, I got people in the beginning, but I was facing so much more work. I wasn't valuing that time that I talked about but I had way more returns because I was attracting the wrong people who didn't need my products. I was facing far more headaches. So dealing with things like returns or unhappy customers or people who would buy something and let it sit on the shelf so they wouldn't actually use it so they wouldn't get the result and then they'd be disappointed. And I was spending more time and money to try and get these people that weren't even the right people. I was also really concerned with getting everyone to like me over finding the right people who wanted to work with me. And the reason for that was, was because it was a leap of faith to start this business, my very first one. And I had this tremendous fear of judgment. I thought in my mind that everyone was watching me and almost just waiting for me to fail. So if I kept things really simple and if I put things out there that maybe the whole world would like and I didn't try to piss anybody off or rub anyone the wrong way or try and just please one specific group of people, that I would get more support in my journey. And it was kind of this subconscious way of marketing where I thought that I was doing my business a favor, but really I was just trying to appease the scared new business owner inside me that was so afraid of what other people were going to think and what if they don't like me. When you try to market to everybody, and we already talked about how you'll ultimately connect with no one, and building a successful personal brand especially is all about connection and relationships and speaking to the right people. It's about leading loyal customers. One builds that following, the other builds a business. A sustainable business that grows, that has a lower attrition rate, that has a stronger community behind it, and that gets passed out to the masses because 
people specifically connect with you and your mission and what problem you can solve for them. You're going to run into far more problems than just finding people who won't ultimately convert or purchase from you. You're going to run into those people who want free 99. That used to happen to me all the time because I would be so scared to talk about a price. What if they think it's too expensive? Or to talk about a product that really was only for a subset of people, but I was trying to make it for everybody. And as a result, I was attracting all these people initially, spending so much time trying to talk to them and get them to convert as customers. And either they wouldn't convert because at the end of the day, they'd find out, okay, this isn't the right thing for me, or they would convert and it wouldn't be the right thing for them, or they wouldn't convert because they didn't want to spend any money because I was trying to attract anyone, even the people who were looking for handouts. I wanted them, wanted to talk to them because if you had a pulse, you were right for my business. And I'd continually get clients who were not on the same page as me. And one thing that I've learned after kind of casting that vision for who I really want to serve and who I really want to work with, and that's such a luxury when you get into that space in your business where you don't need anyone with a pulse. I think at the time I would have taken someone without a pulse. Like I was so desperate to get this thing off the ground. But I now know that I don't like working with certain groups of people, the ones that are constantly complaining or self-sabotaging, or they want the results without doing the work. It was such a drain on my energy and on my time and ultimately on my money. And then I'd just pour into these people because that's the type of person I am. And then they'd quit on themselves or they'd quit on me or they'd quit on whatever it was. And it would just drive me crazy. So I would invest all this time and energy into them only to have it flop in the end. So here's exactly what I had to do. After I realized I had to stop trying to hit everybody and get a little bit more specific in my marketing and just understanding who I actually wanted to work with, like what lit me up, I needed to know exactly who my ideal customer or client was. You'll hear the phrase ideal avatar. I know it's way overused. It's hard to find a better word than that, though. Like you're trying to create that perfect client or customer or person that you would love to serve, not that would just buy from you, because that's different. You might attract a lot of people that are willing to buy from you, but then they suck your energy. I've had plenty of those kind of people. But who do you like working with and why? There are a few different ways that you can do this, that you can figure this key piece of the puzzle out when you are really trying to find people that are going to connect with you and convert because both of those things are equally as important in my humble opinion. So knowing your ideal client ahead of time is really helpful. So whether you're kind of trying to get a business idea off the ground or this might be a course correction. I had to do this as a course correction multiple times throughout the last handful plus of years because I thought I had the right person nailed down and then I realized it wasn't because that person would ultimately suck my energy or they'd ultimately return it or they, you know, just weren't the right fit. So start picturing that type of person you want to work with. If you already have a business up and running, you already have clients, one way that you can do this is think about the, those top five or 10 people that you have enjoyed serving. Like when their name shows up in your email, you don't cringe. You don't want to like set your laptop on fire. 
you're excited to respond to them because you know that they're walking through the process to solve their problem with you versus expecting you to do it for them or expecting a magic pill or whatever it is that might drive you crazy. So you can start writing down the names of those people and what characteristics do they have? What qualities do they have that make you enjoy serving them, working with them, guiding them through the process? On the other side of that, if you already have a business that's up and running, look at those clients and those people that you can't stand working with. When their name shows up in your email, you avoid it for a few days or you think about who you can delegate that task to or you question why you went into business in the first place. I have worked with plenty of those people, but I want you to get specific. You don't have to write down their names. You can if you want, but you really just want to write down the qualities that make them that way. Like what is it about them that drains your energy or that bums you out or makes you feel like you're not doing something right? For me, it's things like they constantly complain. No matter what I do, it's never good enough. They just like looking at the negative side of things. Or one of my biggest things is people who are unwilling to take ownership. They might buy something for me, but they never log into the course. And then they reach out complaining that the course didn't work for them. And then when I go back and check, they haven't even opened the first video. So they take no ownership or responsibility for their own lives. Or people who are unwilling to spend money. They want your product. They want your service. They want the end result that you're offering. They want you to magically solve their problem, but they sure as heck aren't going to pay for it. And they're going to let you know, but they will string you along till the end of time. Those are just some quick things that I think about when I think about the people that I've worked with over the years that just, they just drain me. And I've put a lot of time and effort into attracting certain people to my business, but you're still going to get, quote, the wrong ones throughout time. Like you're never going to get it perfect, but you want to get your business to a place where you do have that luxury of saying, I don't think I'm the right fit for you. Not in a mean way, not in a judgment way, not in a making them feel bad about themselves way, but just expressing the truth. Like I run a business, this is who I work with, and this person is just not going to be the right fit for me. So think about those people. I feel so incredibly blessed to have the opportunity and the platform to mentor people through some pretty big things in their lives. I get to work one-on-one with a lot of people that are either trying to build their business or have a really successful business that want to level up. People who are looking to break into high six and seven figures. They're trying to up-level their marketing, their strategy, all of those awesome things. But every so often, I still encounter people who have slipped through the cracks and are just not my ideal client. But at the same rate, in their defense, I'm likely not their ideal coach either. And they're probably not enjoying the process as much as I'm not enjoying the process. It's not that I'm perfect and they're not. Sometimes we are not a match. I know sometimes people don't like that I might tell it like it is or push back or try and get them beyond their limiting self-beliefs. So maybe I'm not the right person for them, but I had this one person not too long ago who every time their name showed up with an email, 
I just got that feeling of dread in my stomach because I already knew. I knew that I was going to open that email to negativity and to something that on our last call or our last interaction, I would have guided them to overcome a struggle or a problem and they wouldn't have done it. And then the blame was going to be put on me. And it was just kind of this perpetual cycle. And it happened again where I opened the email and she was really frustrated with me. She went on this whole litany about how I'm not serving her the way that she needs to be served and the way that she wants to be served, even though I've laid out this process for her multiple times explaining how it works. And she decided to sever the cord. And it was like the weight of the world was lifted off my shoulders. I'm sure she's a really nice person. I'm sure I'm just not her cup of tea. And I'm also sure she's at a place in her life where she doesn't really want to look in the mirror and do some of the work that is required to go next level in certain things that we were working through. And that's totally okay. But I'm just not the right person at this point for her. And when she told me she was quitting on the process and walking away, my first thought was relief and acknowledgement that I had to take ownership in the fact that I should have never made that connection in the first place to start working together because there was that gut feeling. You have to trust your intuition when you're going through something like this because if you have that gut feeling of like, I could use another client this month, but I don't know if this is going to be the right fit based on the questions they're asking or their energy that they're putting off, you need to go with your gut sometimes. And I, I chose not to go with my gut on that one and I paid the price for it. And I think when I responded saying, I think you're making the right decision, she was even more mad (laughs) because I don't know what she was expecting. But all I knew was that I had dodged a bullet that was going to go on for a long period of time. So save yourself the energy crisis. (laughs) Save yourself the time spent, the bad pit in your stomach, all those things, and do the work ahead of time to know who you actually want to help. So a lot of people get pretty uncomfortable with the concept of repel marketing. Like they understand finding their ideal customer, their perfect avatar that they want to work with, but they're like, do I actually have to actively try and repel the other people? Can't I just try and attract the right ones? Sure you can, but there's a reason why repel marketing makes your life better, makes your income grow more quickly, makes you have better retention within your business. And Retention is a lower cost of acquisition than bringing in new people. So this is a really key piece of the puzzle. If you really want to go next level in your marketing and you want to grow your business, and I think if you're listening to this, you likely do. So the reason I call this buck marketing is because I picture like a bucking Bronco kicking (laughs) someone away. And that's kind of what I want to happen. Like I almost want my marketing sometimes to feel a little bit like a punch to the gut to certain people so that they know right away that I'm not the right person for them. I don't want it to be like, a, well, maybe I'd work with them. I want it to be like, a nope, keep scrolling. This isn't the right thing for me. Because I'm not doing myself any favors by attracting the wrong people, but I'm actually not doing anyone else any favors by bringing them in only to find out that they're unhappy with the process because I'm not what they're actually looking for. I run Facebook ads, Instagram ads as part of my marketing. And I spent a ton of money running an ad that brought in literally thousands of prospects. Of those thousands of prospects, almost none ultimately converted. And the handful of people who did 
convert were the people that sucked my energy. And that was a significant investment of both my money and my time and trying to figure out like you run an ad and you get people into your funnel and you start to communicate with them. I'm really a believer in one-on-one communication and relationship building and business. So I invest a ton of time in going back and forth with these people and finding out what their goals are and really seeing how I can serve them only to find that they're not the right people or they're looking for free 99 and they don't want to pay for something or whatever it was. So it was ultimately costing me a fortune because time is money when you're an entrepreneur. Like that was time I was investing in something that wasn't converting and paying out when I could have been investing it in something that was moving the needle in my business. So I got really specific. I worked with my ads manager and I said, okay, let's try out a little buck marketing here. We're going to test out a few different ads where we seek to repel the wrong people as much as we're seeking to attract the right ones. And this was just kind of, this was a test. I wanted to see how it worked. Now, I don't normally put my pricing right in an ad or things like that because it's complicated. Like it's not always the same price for certain things and everyone's different. And we, by nature, see a number and like our brains shut down. So it could be the right price and they see it before understanding the value of the product and they don't want to buy it. But I wanted to test it out because I didn't want to keep a track. A lot of the people I was getting wanted handouts. They wanted freebies. And I just wanted to stop attracting. You get what you pay for. You want free, go Google stuff, find stuff on YouTube, get free, but you get what you pay for. So I one of the ads we tested was to put the price right there in the ad. And I knew that I would get a fraction of the thousands of people that I initially got on that first ad. But anyone that continued through the ad to get to me would know upfront what the price was. So that was no longer going to be a barrier of entry because they wouldn't click to continue if they didn't like the price, if they wanted something free. So that was one. And I did. I got a fraction of the people, but those people converted and they were the right people. And then I tested the ads a few different ways. I talked about who I didn't want to work with. I shared stories because I try to get really personal in my ads and make them really relatable about how in trying to serve people, it can be so hard to serve people who aren't willing to serve themselves, who aren't willing to take ownership of their lives. And I talked about that so that I would hopefully repel the people who are sitting there saying, gee, I don't know if I'm ready to take ownership of my life. Or I'm not sure that I'm willing to work through my fears right now. So I tried different wording. And that second set of ads, I ended up spending so much less money and getting so many less overall prospects into the pipeline, but I had over 80% higher conversion rates. It was amazing. So I used to be really timid to share specific things. And I told you I'd want to just kind of blanket statement everything so I wouldn't push anybody away. But it's not my job to convince someone to do something they don't want to do. Like, I don't want to compel the wrong people to do the, quote, right thing and work with me. I want to inspire the right people to do what they've always wanted to do, but they needed me to take that next step. And that's what you want to do, too. I'm a total research junkie, so I like to look into other companies that are practicing these different things, and I was reading an article not too long ago that talked about this company, it's Saddleback Company, and they make really high-end, high-quality leather goods, and 
I thought it was really interesting. This was a little extreme. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. It was probably kind of like the test in the Facebook ad that I ran. But they put their price range of the bags that they were selling right there in their signature. And they are expensive. Like I'm talking 600 to 800 bucks, something like that. And they put it in their email signature saying, you know, our price range runs from this to this. And then it said, too pricey for your blood? No problem. Check out these guys instead. And it linked to a blog post that this Saddleback company wrote listing out 13 other competitors that had cheaper products saying, hey, if we're not the right fit, by all means, go get something else. No harm, no foul. And when the CEO was asked about it, because it was a pretty gutsy move, he said, I don't suspect our competitors would put a link on their website to us, but I don't mind doing it because I want you to shop around. I'm so confident that you'll find our classic look and our over-engineered durability at our price so hard to resist that you will be back. And isn't that incredible? Like he has two things going for him. One, he's mastered repel marketing because he's not going to waste a single second advertising to the wrong people, which is a waste of money or having to talk to people that don't want the product or deal with the returns of the people who shouldn't have bought the product in the first place. But he has confidence in what he has to offer. And that is a foundation, a cornerstone of what you want to build your marketing strategy on is confidence. Know that you have the best product. Know that you have that service that is going to change that person's life. Be so confident in the fact that, no, this isn't for everyone, but for the right people, this is the perfect thing. And I am going to change that person's life through this. I thought that was such an incredible example because it was so out there, but it's painting that perfect picture of buck marketing. Like that is, someone's going to see that price in the email signature and be like, whoa, I landed on the wrong wrong site. I'm going to go to these competitors because they would rather get cheap than pay for high quality. So they're not the right people for Saddleback Company. But someone's going to see that in the signature and go check out the competitors and say, gosh, you really do get what you pay for. Like I'm, I could save myself three, 400 bucks, but like this is garbage. And then those people might work their way back to the Saddleback company and say, no, this is the right thing for me. And the other thing that you can do is talk about the things that your ideal customer or your ideal client that they would understand. What are their pain points right now? What are they suffering through every day? What are the things that are holding them back from getting to where they ultimately want to go? And what either product or service do you have to help them through that and speak to it? Whether it's sharing bits of your story that relate to that journey that they're currently on, or talking about how when you've helped other people through that same pain point, they've experienced XYZ because of your products and services, how can you help solve their problem? That's something that you want to continually talk about. Because if someone stumbles across that problem that they don't have, they're not the right person and they won't connect with you and no no time or money will be wasted. I think the last piece of the puzzle of really mastering repel marketing in a way that tremendously serves your business is understanding how you can do more of this. How can you weave in this principle into the stuff you're doing each day, whether it's your advertising or in speaking with your customers or talking to prospects or doing a Facebook Live or running an ad, whatever it is. So the first, and I think 
one of the most important pieces is mastering your own voice and using the language that would connect with your ideal person and repel someone who's not. So I told you when I first started advertising, I would use something like a stock image. I wasn't in it. My wording was super generic. Hey, there's this great product that I have. It will do this, this, and this. I think you'll really like it. It's this price, like so, so, so basic. It's on sale. Got to get your hands on it, all that kind of stuff. But then when I started to understand this principle and applying it, I started to use my own voice. If I were on the phone with my ideal prospect, how would I speak? Would I talk really grammatically correct and super structured and all the punctuation? And Or would I talk like how I talk? And I started to put that into how I write and how I email my prospects and how I talk to them on the phone. So do some exercises to really find your voice. This can be a tricky thing. And don't fall into the trap of telling yourself you're not a good writer or you're not creative enough or you're not the marketing person. It's just being you. No one can do that better than you. So get in touch with what that voice is. What words do you use? What words do you not use? I've used different ads managers who will sometimes write the copy for me and I'll notice they'll put LOL in it. Like, cause I keep conversation really light in my ads and I've never used LOL in my life and it's just not me. So I asked them to remove it because I want it to be generic to who I am and how I talk. And if one of my best friends read it, they'd be like, you didn't write this. You would never say that. So that's another good tip is you can have the people who are closest to you in your life, friends, spouse, family, look at some sample ads that you'd write up and say, hey, does this sound like me? And let them pick it apart. Let them be like, would you ever use that word? Or why are you saying you are instead of your? Are you trying to be personal or are you trying to be really formal? So finding your voice and leaning into that voice, even if you know that voice, isn't going to attract certain people. I have a friend who's killing it in the online marketing space, killing it. And if you watch her videos and you read her writing, she talks and writes like a total valley girl, like what you would see in 90210 back in the day or Saved by the Bell, Kelly Kapowski style. Like that's how this girl talks, but that's literally how she talks. I promise you she turns off a ton of people, but those aren't her people. And she's not worried about people who aren't her people. So she is just her and she's speaking to those people. If you are someone that is looking to attract other moms into your business, because you're a mom and your products serve moms and your services serve moms, don't talk to dads. Don't talk to men. Don't talk to people without kids. Speak to moms and use words that moms would understand and phrases or tell stories that moms would get, like how you're desperate for that glass of wine after you've been chasing your toddlers around for the whole day. Like those are things that moms would get. So talk about those things. The next thing I do is I use this in more than just my advertising. When I'm hiring, when I am opening up another one-on-one mentorship, when I am launching a course, when I have my group coaching open up, when I have my masterminds running, I talk about who this is for, and who this is not for. And that second part is equally as important as the first. So in episode number seven, I talked all about delegating. And if you missed that, you might want to go back and check it out. 
It's talking about how you need to start outsourcing and delegating things in your business and in your life to get ahead. Like it's, you can't be an island anymore. And I shared in that episode a template in the show notes. So at elizabethhartke.com forward slash podcast forward slash 007, you can download my freebie there of the hiring template I use. And this actually sheds some light and paints a picture of what I mean by this repel marketing in things like when you're hiring. Because right there in the application, it says, who is this job for? And who is this job not for? And in the section where it's who it's not for, it lists out the qualities that I'm not looking for. Like if you have these and this is how you operate, please don't apply to this job because it's not going to be the right fit for me and it's not going to be the right fit for you. So you can start doing things like that. Another tactic and something that I hope you naturally do anyway, and I'm sure you are because I'm sure you lead your business with integrity, but it's being transparent and honest. Letting people know that, you know, if you're constantly bumping into those people who think you have this magic bullet, that you're going to give it to them, they don't have to work and it's going to still somehow serve them and change their lives, letting them know, hey, I'm not a magic pill. You're still going to have to show up and work at this. It's going to be hard some days. I'm going to push you. I'm going to challenge you. Are you okay with that? So being transparent and honest and not trying to pull the wool over anyone's eyes and let them think that you have something that is not going to end up being what they expect. Breaking into marketing is hard enough when you're building a business. Trying to figure out how to attract anyone to your business is hard enough. So I can understand the fear or the thought of, gosh, do I really want to repel anyone? Like I'm just starting this thing. You do. You will build beyond just loyal followers. You will build a tribe, a community of loyal customers, of loyal clients who not only love working with you, but go out into the world and talk to other people who would fit that description of your ideal client saying they need to work with you too. So don't fear the numbers game. Focus on quality. Focus on serving the right people within your business. And it will, one, serve you financially. It will help your business grow. But two, it will improve your quality of life tenfold. You will know that you are out there living your mission and your purpose and you're doing it the right way. And you're doing it with integrity. And you're doing it in a way that actually is changing lives versus having people initially purchase from you and then being dissatisfied or never actually getting to what you had to offer in the first place. It can totally feel like you're going against the grain when you start implementing repel or buck marketing, whatever you want to call it, but I'm going to challenge you to do it consistently for one month. Try it for one month in your advertising, when you speak to your prospective clients, when you share your story, when you use social media in your email marketing and see how it starts to feel. I want you to screenshot this episode and tag me and let me know how it's going because I love seeing other people succeed, especially in the marketing space, because you guys know that I geek out on this stuff. So I've put together a repel marketing checklist I call 
Buck Marketing 101 to help you stay on track as you start to master your messaging and work to expand your business with the right people this year. I want to see you succeed, whether you're just opening the doors to something new and you can start this process or you're killing it and you're ready to break into high six, seven figures wherever you're at. Implement this. You can download this from me. See, here's an example, okay? I don't call you guys my tribe. I don't call you guys my people. You're my homies. That's my word. It's not going to click with everybody. And I'm okay with that. But it'll click for my homies. So if you want my Fromy, which is my freebie for my homies, you want to go to my show notes at elizabethhartke.com forward slash podcast forward slash 009 to download the free checklist that will help you through this process of buck marketing. Repel the wrong people, attract the right ones, build an epic business this year. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Before you go, make sure you take a minute to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on all of those amazing fromies, freebies for my homies, obviously, and content that we're creating just for you. And if you like today's episode, can you help us out and help us get this in the hands of more people by taking a screenshot of today's episode and sharing it with your friends, tagging me, passing it around on social media. Guys, we've got to get this mission and this movement out there to more people so that they are living their purpose and living out their dreams and getting paid for it well too. I'm also so thankful for all of the amazing feedback we've been getting in the reviews. So if this podcast is helping you grow, take a second and go review us on iTunes and be sure to check out today's show notes for more details and takeaways from the show. Until next week, guys, keep scaling up.